This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Okie dokie. So we are now on the freeway, on the way to the Davis graduate for some line dancing in Davis, as one might expect. And I just got back from Chicago, Windy City Line Dance Mania, which was Thursday through Sunday. And it is now Monday, and I have not really told you anything, anything about <laughs> about any of it. This is Megan for anybody who hasn't met Megan. Say hi, Megan. Hi. Yeah. So what would you like to know? Well, besides everything, start with as soon as you got there. Uh, all right, so I got there on Thursday. My flight was in the morning. got there and had to adjust my, what do you call it? my watch. Your clock. And, and my, I think, I don't know if my phone auto-adjusted. Um, but yeah, it's two hours ahead there. So, got there around, oh, what was it, like three something? I, I, I remember not waiting, like, too terribly long before registration. Okay. Um, I took the shuttle from the airport, and while I was waiting for the shuttle, I actually bumped into Joey, Joey nice. Warren. Um, so that was really cool, just like a familiar face immediately. And um, a person who ended up being Frank Trace was also there. Mm. So, yeah, there's another choreographer that just like happened to be there. Um, so, yeah, we all took the shuttle, got to the Crown Plaza, and um, I went and checked in. They put me on the 13th floor out of 14 floors they said because of like I don't know I was a member I signed up in some particular way I didn't think I did anything special but they said they were able to upgrade me to a higher floor so that was great nice um, super fancy room king size bed pull out sofa bed tile this and that um, just very luxurious and like if I hadn't been dancing as much as I was it probably would have been a nice room to stay in <laughs> um yeah, that just really, really fancy accommodations. Uh, not what I'm used to for like dance road trips. I bet. Yeah, like motels and just whatever happens to be around. Um, yeah, this was nice, and it was super convenient having it up one elevator ride from the dance floor, essentially. As opposed to an hour or two drive. Right. Yeah, like at two in the morning after the bar is closed, and you're like, oh, time to get up to Button Willow. Like, <laughs> yeah, this this was really nice. Uh, so that was as soon as I got there. And there weren't any classes the first day. Okay. They just had open dance, um, nice. which started not that long after registration. I think registration started at 5. So I went and picked up my packet. And it had, um, I don't know, I had it has a, a spreadsheet. Well, it's kind of like a spreadsheet, but I don't think it was really made with a spreadsheet program. It's just like a table okay. of um, what was being taught and where and by whom. And uh, they did that breakdown for all the different days. So that came in the packet. Um, because I paid for a dinner, my name tag on the back had a pass that showed that I paid for a dinner. And it showed me, uh, like, what I was ordering and all that. Nice. Um, that, that was for the Saturday night dinner. I didn't even notice that that was on the back of my name tag and, like, register. Oh, right. I paid for dinner. <laughs> until Saturday, like, minutes before dinner started. Oh. Jono helped me with that. Uh, Jono Lieberman. So, um... Yeah, 5 o'clock, get my packet, kind of wait around. I think I might have eat, 
Oh, I did. I went to the, um, there was a restaurant in the downstairs area, and I think for my next big fancy pants trip, I'm not going to even consider that, like, oh, right, restaurants are a place I can eat, because there's always something cheaper, and this was the only night that I did anything with, uh, like, paying for food at a restaurant, okay. um, and I, what did I even get? Um, it was some kind of a sandwich thing, I think, and it was okay. Uh, it all came out to, like, I don't know, 20-something dollars if you include tip and tax and all that. Um, but I figured for, like, one meal, you know, getting it out of the way early and just, you know, being fueled up for the night, that was all right. But the rest of the time, really just, like, all the other days, I was eating fruit cups that they were selling and yogurt parfaits with granola and fruit on top of that as well. Um, caffeine, because they had a place that was serving... Um, coffee, like Starbucks stuff. Not everything Starbucks, but like, you know, some, some selections. Okay. And, uh, Jono recommended that I get the caramel macchiato with extra vanilla. Um, and I think they put a little bit extra caramel in there as well. And both times that I ordered that later in the weekend, I was wired. I so, bet. yeah, that was, um, that was another part of my regular food regimen for the other days. Uh, what else did I get? I actually did not get, like, candy or... I got one slice of cheesecake one night, uh, but they had, like, candy snacks, and I just wasn't feeling it. Um, mostly I stuck with the the fruit. I got uh, turkey provolone and some kind of lettuce sandwiches. Okay. Uh, they had those for relatively inexpensive, and they were offering salads as well. I don't think I got any salads. Um, yeah, like, that. Those, those little things that they had at the convenience bar there for food... Um, those kept me fueled all the rest of the weekend after the restaurant. So anyway, restaurant was between about five to six. I think six was when um, open dancing started, sometime around then. And I wrote down every dance, um, as happens. Yes. <laughs> and I did that for the remainder of the weekend. Everything that was playing in the ballroom for open request except Sunday. Um, and the reason why not Sunday is because on Saturday night we all there were, there was a group of us who were up until six thirty in the morning in uh, the the side ballroom and I slept in heavily. I bet <laughs> until about two <laughs> two p.m. I bet. Yeah, and the event ended on Sunday at four p.m. So I I kind of have in mind there were some dances I remember they they played um, during those last couple hours, but I was kind of running around. Um, I I was able to interview. Gary O'Reilly and Lynn McCormick for the podcast. Nice. Yeah, that was like right at the last minute um, before they had a three o'clock class to teach. Uh, they they choreographed a dance together called So Superstitious. I think that might have been it might have been a reteach that they were going to do, unless they were going to Debbie Rushton's class and helping her with something. I'm not really sure. I don't recall. But anyway, um, that happened during the two hour stretch at the very end. Um, sat with Jono for a bit and like talked about various things. Uh, that was also during, like, the toward the end of the day. Uh, got a little bit of dancing in. The very last dance that was played was Pieces, which I still need to learn. Um, and Whip It was in there as well. Ain't Misbehaving, Lemonade. Uh, let's see where that I don't know if I know Lemonade. Hmm? I don't know if I know what that one looks like. Uh, that one is by Joe. Okay. Yeah, I think she taught it uh, at the workshop in um, Newark or Cuper Cupertino recently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it flows really well. It's a very cute song, too. So that was uh, one of the ones that they played toward the end, and she was there to dance it. Um, she also did Summer Wind, which was one of uh, Jono's 
favorite Joe dances that uh, he mentioned over the course of the weekend. So that was nice that they were able to get that in uh, before the end of the event. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Thursday night, really just dancing. I didn't worry about like interview stuff or um, like trying to you know crash learn something in the hotel room before coming back down or anything. I was just kind of at it. Um, I had lots and lots and lots of requests, of course. Um, they actually got to a lot of them. Um, so, like, if they played them the first night, I wouldn't. I would just kind of leave them off you know, my my list for the next night, and the next night, and so on. And really, most of the ones that I can think of that were not played were like, say, you know, Roy Hedis of Roto dances, where he's not at the event. And yeah, you know, the ones that got priority naturally, of course, are the um, naturally because we're not uh, <laughs> are the ones that like the. Um, choreographers who were present were able to do with the people yeah and that was all anytime that happened it was like super exciting like you see it on videos and like for people you've met and people you haven't and then here they are <laughs> feet away from you and oh my god it was, it was great <laughs> um, and there were a lot of people there who I had seen before but not met there were, there were some that I was able to see again from Vegas last year, Vegas Dance Explosion. Okay. And that was, you know, wonderful as well. But then to, to like, have these 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 shapes that you only see on a screen, and now they're, like, 3D, and you can walk around them and hear their accent and, like, all those things. Uh, there were a bunch of those. And then there were people whose names I knew, but I couldn't even identify if, you know, if I had to, like, pick them out of a lineup because I'd just never seen their faces before. And that was exciting as well. A lot of European choreographers, a lot of younger ones, like, okay. um, in their, oh, uh, I would say late twenties, early thirties, um, very wide mixture of dances being taught all weekend. They had, um, these open lunch hours where we'd be doing these, I don't know, kind of like maybe soul funky-ish kind of dances and, um, You'd have, of course, you know, of course, you have Guyton's "Everything Goes" kind of dances, um, and then let's see, Lindy, Linda, and Rachel had like the flowy ones, and then also the really punchy ones. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Oh, and then Fred was there for like the really like ah, uh, just like bouncing around and like kicking and you know doing camel pops and this and that. Um, so yeah, like any any kind of dancing that you would want to do was on offer and even like classic country songs from earlier days of line dance were still being taught like uh, you know, beginner or low intermediate dances had their own room oh, and okay. then classic dances had uh, a, an, another room um, what was that like ballroom five or something like that and then the other one was the I'm, I'm like picturing the table of of the schedule. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they had one ballroom that was all classic dances, and then other ones that were, they called, like, the social ballroom, and those were um, maybe the, the more, like, introductory kind of dances. Um, but yeah, just, like, such a, such a variety. Just, yeah. Oh, man. I, I really didn't want to leave, like, <laughs> at all. I was just, I, I could live, I could live there. Wherever there is for the weekend, like, 
I just want to go with all these people everywhere. Well, less than a month, you will be in Vegas. This is true. This is true. And now I have a better sense of like what to pack and what things I can leave home that I just didn't use. Um, what I need more of. <laughs> like sweatproof shirts. I, I would have liked more of a variety. And I thought about it while I was packing. Yeah, I, I, I overestimated how much use I would get from like a single shirt over the course of a day and a very long night. And I would want to go into one of my unworn ones, but I needed that one for the next day. So, yeah, I can see why some of the choreographers would have like wardrobe changes every couple hours. You mean like Joey in LA? Exactly. And he <laughs> wore a different shirt when I saw him at the, uh, at the shuttle. He had a, a shirt that he did not wear. I think it, was, it might have been orange. I think it was an orange shirt because he wore like green, red, blue, and some kind of hoodie in <laughs> LA. And I think that that's the most that's the most outfit changes I've seen in one day from a dancer <laughs> so far, at least that I've noticed. Um, the show was pretty cool. Um, like it was short. I wanted. I wanted, Is it short? It it had like segments. I guess in my mind, I'm thinking of like how Vegas last year, it had like all these big elaborate things and it was like multiple days. Whereas this, there was one show on Saturday and it was sort of consolidated. There were a few individual skits um, and I wouldn't even call them skits, but like uh, single dancer dances. Like uh, there's one that Daniel Trapat did that was, uh, how would you describe it? It was sort of like a strip show a little bit okay. uh, hard to describe but um, it had like a mixture of different styles and then Guillaume Richard Richard Guillaume Richard he did um, he did a sort of ballet graceful movement uh, dance and let's see who else was there um, oh um, I want to say it's Jonas or Jonas Dahlgren from I think Sweden he he choreographed the dance with Roy Verdon called Take Me to the River, which was very popular this weekend. Okay. And he did an individual one as well. And he had like a whole country getup, which was cool. Like it was refreshing to, I don't know, have some representation of that when there was, um, I mean, as progressive as everything has become with line dance, like I was one of, I want to say like three or four people wearing hats out of 800 and um, I, I was a little surprised by that. Like, I, I, I completely understand it. And um, in some, there were some times when my hat kind of got in the way of, like, there was a Guyton dance uh, called Do Something Crazy with, yes. like, the towel. Yeah. And there's a part where, you like, you have to put your arms over your head to wrap the thing around your neck. And I just kind of had to modify that so that my hat could stay on. But because um, underneath it was just, like, a big sweaty mess. Um, but anyway... So yeah, then uh, after the individual dances at the Saturday show, there was a big performance and that closed out the show. And actually, even before that, there was Guyton's individual dance. Okay. Um, the big performance was all the choreographers in some way participating in a thank you and I don't want to say goodbye, but like at least a Windy City event specific goodbye for Guyton because this will be his last one uh, since he's retiring this year yeah that was that was really interesting like everybody had like a different section it was so well 
put together, and it was all kept secret from Guyton. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was uh, that was fun to watch. Uh, let's see what else. But what, what other questions might you have? Well, um, you got to, uh, I don't know, demo a dance with Rachel? That, yes. I mean, come on, I've been waiting for this story that, and how this occurred. Uh, all right, so on Thursday night, on Thursday night, they were doing demos um, for the dances that were going to be taught on Friday. And the choreographers would go out there, they would do a couple walls of it. And sometimes they would bring out other people, like other choreographers or just you know, dancers who know the dance, and they would demo the dances with them. And I was super excited when Main Attraction came up, since that was one that I learned with you in uh, L.A. at WWLA, uh, yes. when Joey came to, to teach that. When he was on his way out to the floor, he, he like looked in my direction and gestured and... I thought for sure he was talking to somebody else. Like he was, I thought, like oh, there's there's somebody else he worked out with, uh, worked this out with, so that they're gonna go out and demo this with him. And then I looked over my shoulder. He kept going toward the middle of the floor. Nobody was behind me. No, yeah, he was. Yeah. And, and I asked him later, and he said, yeah, he was asking me if I wanted to demo. And I was so unprepared for that. Like, I'm, who am I? I'm just like some. Oh, who am I? Some schmuck, some fan, <laughs> and like ah, so. Anyway, when, when I wasn't sure, when there wasn't anyone behind me and he demoed alone, I was thinking, oh, like, was he? I couldn't tell. Like, I really, so I kept, like, replaying that in my head. Like, ah, that would have been so much fun to, like, go out and do main attraction, like, this great dance. like With Joey. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the next day, for Friday night, they were demoing Saturday night's dances, or Saturday day's dances. And... Funk and Feel It had a lesson that was going to be taught on Saturday. As as the the time for that demo was approaching, uh, I had danced, and this I, I made a post on Instagram about this. Uh, when when they played Funk and Feel It on Thursday night during open dance, I got to do it next to Rachel, mm-hmm. um, which was amazing on its own. Just like did not oh, for all the times we were doing it this summer, and. To then to actually get to do it with her right there. Ah, right? Jesus. So, yeah. Um, Color me so, jealous. So I was, like, freaking out enough about that. And then the next day, like, here, you know, the demo's coming up. And I just had this thing in my head from, you know, what happened with main attraction. And so um, Rachel's coming off the floor. And she had done, a, I guess, a demo of another dance with somebody else. And I asked her if she had anybody for Funk and Feel It. And she said no, and she asked me if I would like to, and I said yes, please. Oh. And, um, yeah. So they, when that when that came up, I was I was all set, <laughs> and um, yeah, I just kind of completely forgot that anybody else was in the room, and pretty much, yeah, like any time that we've done it, because we did it so many times oh, yeah. for these past couple months. I just kind of went into that mode, and then afterwards, it, it, sank, it in. sank in a little more, <laughs> and then I saw the video, and I was like, oh my god, so... She was loving it. <sighs> she was absolutely loving watching you dance it. Oh, that was, that was an experience. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, that is how that, that is that, how that happened. Now, now you know. Yes. I was so excited when I saw that video. 
was with Celine, I squeaked. <laughs> uh, I wish you could have been there for just this whole event, but like you are going to be there for Vegas. I will so be there for Vegas. I, I'm excited for that. I've used the tripod a lot for filming. How did the GoPro work out? Uh, well, I figured it out on Thursday night. Uh, I bought it on Wednesday before the trip. Yes. Very late at night at Walmart. <laughs> yes. So it's the only thing that was still open, and I had my flight in the morning. So I bought that plus all the accessories I needed, and I was planning to like tinker with it or something on the plane, but I definitely napped uh, during some portion of the flight. And when we did open dance, I was just gonna go with what I already knew, which was my phone. I had the, the mount for that. So the first night I just filmed things with my phone camera and uh, I stayed up probably too late that night. In addition to just dancing until they closed out at like two something in the morning, I stayed up figuring out all the different modes, like how to use the GoPro. Um, and I filmed everything in 4K, which I, uh, I guess it's able to do. Cool. I wouldn't have thought that was possible, something so small as that, but uh, that's what was advertised on it. So I guess, yeah, it's like 4K, 15 frames per second. And it does tend to make it look a little bit choppy, but um, the other options would have been like 1080 pixels. And uh, I figured like if I was only going to get to do this once, I'd want it in the highest resolution. I know nothing, by the way, about like what makes for a good looking video. And I was just kind of crossing my fingers that this was going to work out. Um, it wasn't able to do low light settings in 4K. Uh, so in some cases it looks a little dim, but it worked out well for the most part. If, uh, if I just had to kind of like sum it up, it was simple enough to use that, um, for the times that I didn't know what song was coming up next, like later in the night, the DJs would not put like what the next three songs were. They would just kind of play whatever they were going to play. Okay. Uh, when that would happen, I would, uh, the, the startup for the camera is like you hold the button down and it you know, takes a couple seconds. So I would just start the camera at the end of every song after a certain point in the night and then be ready in case I needed to hit record and you know, run down to the floor. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't something that I you know, felt like I needed to commit to memory card, then I would just kind of turn the camera back off. And uh, the power pack that I used that I also bought uh, worked very well for everything I used that for as well. Good. There was a live stream from Seven Arrow Films. Yes, I watched a couple of those. Yeah, I'm so happy they had that because like I wanted, I, I wanted you to be there physically <laughs> as much you know, as as possible. But like since you couldn't uh, actually step foot on the floor, like at least you could see everything that was going on as yeah. it was happening. I watched almost an hour's worth of demos or whatever. Um, while I was in the waiting room at the hospital. So I was uh, definitely pleased about that. Nice. Felt like I could at least feel like I was almost there. Yeah. Yeah, there was one point when they're, um, like they were filming on an iPhone and it said low battery was like down to 10%. And they were all plugged in. So I don't know what was going on with that. Like if an outlet just short-circuited or you know, something happened with one of the wires somewhere along the way. Uh, but my power pack is like, I don't know, like the, I, I just got whatever had the most capacity because I really didn't want to like second guess anything this whole time. I just wanted to like be sure everything was going to work. Yeah. And uh, 
for at least, I don't know, like must have been like a couple hours, they were able to run power straight from the power pack. And um, eventually we moved into the other ballroom. I think that was the night that we moved into the other ballroom and, um, and eventually they didn't need the pack anymore. It might have been that night. But anyway, um, yeah, they, they were able to, to keep the thing going with, um, with just that one pack. So that was, that was good. I'm glad. I was thinking about returning some of these items after, um, after the event. If I didn't think, like, you know, they were the best. Usage. Yeah, like if they were like, you know, long-term keeper items, or if there anything was wrong with them, or you know, if like the GoPro was too difficult to use or something like that, then yeah, I wouldn't have felt bad about returning them. But now I'm probably just gonna keep them all for Vegas because like everything went really smoothly with all the tech that you know I, I brought in. Nice. I did not use the 360 camera even once. Mm. I was. Um, I, I was always on the lookout for like an opportunity when that would be an appropriate thing to use, but for the most part, like I just didn't need it. So yeah. it was there, and it was it was good to have available. But um, but yeah, there was never really a time when I thought, oh, I need this in 360 degrees. So um, okay. what about some of the lessons? The lessons uh, I took some of them. <laughs> I I slept in for some of many many I'm of them. Sure. <laughs> yes, uh, I took girls talk. By Fred Whitehouse. Good, because I'm interested in that one. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. I don't remember most of it. Uh, my, my, uh, I, I don't even want to say my brain was like 50%, but it was, it was higher than 50, but lower than 100 when I took that lesson. Uh, I think that was on like afternoon of the first day, because that was, I think that was the first lesson I took, and I definitely slept in that day. So I might have still been a little groggy. Okay. And I don't think I got eight hours. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was one lesson that I took. I sat in on Funk and Feel It. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> like there, there were other lessons that were going on during that slot, and I you know, probably could have learned something new. Uh, and Kat, I remember, had made a comment about how it's a good idea to, even if it's something you already know, to like learn it, how the choreographer intended it, and like see yes. what they have to say about it, that... Know, another video that you learned it from didn't say because you know if it's not by the choreographer then they wouldn't know those things and actually there was a really good tip that Rachel made about the um, the, tra- the the dragging part where like yes. you, you do the out in out and then you drag your foot back in yes she described it as you found a hundred dollar bill on the ground and you don't want anyone to see it but you want it so you're, you're dragging it <laughs> you're dragging it toward yourself with your left toe I thought that was a good way to visualize that. And uh, during the, uh, you know, the chugs forward, it's like pop, pop, yes. pop, kick. Um, she said that just as kind of like a fun styling thing, and this applies to like other parts of this dance and other dances, uh, you can use the diagonals to give it a little bit of additional character. Okay. Because if you're just chugging forward, like forward, 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 kick, it looks a little stiff. Because you're not really doing that much. You're barely even moving your body. You're just going forward. So if you use the diagonals, like you know, left side, right side, left side, kick, something like that, then it you know, just makes it a little more interesting and fun for you. And then if somebody else sees it, then they're like, oh, wow, you know, there's a neat-looking dance. Um, there was another place. Oh, in the knee pops. She said you can use the, the diagonals for the knee pops as well instead of just going sideways. So I thought that was... a. Uh, a nice little tidbit that I would not have normally gotten from just a step sheet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, it was just a lot of fun to see her do it in person because I, I bet dance. I would have done the same exact thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, there were so many times, I cannot even tell you, just during open dance, where, like, her variations, like, other people's variations, I, things I never would have imagined for some dances, and, like, it just comes out of these seasoned people, like, water out of a faucet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad that I have a lot of those on, on memory card now, um, like, I can't tell you how many times I watched the new Flow video from how many years ago that, you know, was filmed grainy and diagonal, but having that and, like, getting to, to see, you know, front row choreographer people doing a dance that they like and they clearly know very well so that they can just get free with it and play with it. Yeah. Um, if that's the only video you have like that to watch, then you're just going to watch it over and over and over. Um, now I have like a couple videos from the event of Showstopper with like different crowds and a couple different videos of Pete Misbehaving again with like different crowds. There was even uh, one, there, <laughs> they played Chill Factor uh, for, for one of the open dance nights and you could see some people you know, doing, doing that, which again was like one that people know well enough that they can put things on and like they can play. Better. Watermelon Crawl came up as well at one really? point. Yeah, that was a that was a fun little surprise. Also, Cowboy Up, the one that we know from Stoney's. Okay. Yeah, with like the kick and heel, uh, heel hook, that whole thing. Um, not like a ton of people were there for it, but it was late enough at night that you kind of get away with that sort of thing. And I think did Jono do it with me? He might have done it. With, I, there were like there were some younger people. Oh. The European guys. Okay. Somehow the European guys know that dance. And I think I remember seeing demos of, like, a German group do it online, which is partly how I learned it because there was no tutorial at the time. Um, so maybe it's, like, more of a thing in Europe. Maybe that particular maybe. dance is done over there. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, variations. Seeing people doing especially, especially Rachel. Like, just... Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, if I, only there were words. Exactly. You know. <laughs> you know. Um, in in the podcast interview, uh, we we talk a little bit about like where does that even come from? And wait a minute. Go ahead. Podcast interview. Yeah. You so, kind of missed that bit. Yeah. Uh, I I I asked her if there would be you know time at some point during the weekend when she would be able to sit down for you know, a little while in between everything and. Uh, she was able to set aside a block of time when she wasn't rehearsing for the show and didn't have classes to teach and wasn't, like, just at dinner or at her re retail corner in the, the store section of the, uh, the hotel, like, the downstairs. She and I chatted for, I want to say, like, 30, 40 minutes about very specifically her uh, areas of expertise Okay. Uh, like, I am extremely excited for this podcast. Yeah. Like, if I had had three, four, six hours, yeah, I could have gone on and on and, like, you know, just picked your brain about every little thing, um, even remotely relating to line dance. But knowing that there was not, like, a ton of time, there were some things I really just... Wanted to know. Exactly, yeah. Like, the variations thing, for one. Yeah. Um, and she's super humble, super modest. But I had to ask, like, what, what does it, you know, like, what are the responsibilities of being a known 
leader, in, an undisputed leader in this field of dance and just life. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, she gets into that a little bit um, from her perspective, seeing it from like the inside out, uh, what, what, uh, what that is for her, what that experience is like. Oh, what else did we talk about? I mean, I guess I could just leave a lot of it as a surprise for, for you when you do get to see it. Some things I didn't get to talk as much about as uh, I would like that hopefully we will get to in April uh, when we both go yes. to the workshop in Oregon with her and uh, Niels Polson and Fred Whitehouse and Simon Ward. So excited about that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, six months seems way too far away. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping to talk to her about Masters in Line because I know so little about that. And it reminds me, like, I saw a picture online of a jacket that they used to have back in the day. It said, Masters in Line, the future of line dance. And there's been so much talk, of course, in Southern California with, like, Elliot and Alex and Noe and us and, uh, like, anybody who's interested in, like, where line dance is going. And where it could go. Exactly. Like, you know, we're we're also very curious, like, what it, what does what does the, the future hold in store for line dance? And um, to know that there was a group like a mega group back in the day, um, self-proclaimed and probably by many others proclaimed right. um, future of line dance. How did that start? Uh, what did they, what did they do? Like, what were their projects? Uh, how did they keep each other motivated? Like, ch- uh, challenge each other, push each other. Um, you know, what were their original hopes? Did they achieve those hopes? Right. Um, you know, what what led to their transitions to where they are now as individuals? So many things I would want to know about that, and I guess I'll just have to, to catch up with her later about that. Um, and Fred is another one that I, I really want to sit down with because he, oh. yeah, with all the things, like, he's got you know, Carry You Home and, and Fragile, which he did with uh, Guyton, like, super graceful and, like, just uh, emotional dances. And then... Trespassing, right? And so make many, it shake of, with their so many of his dances just hit like everywhere on the scale. Yeah. So he's got something for everyone. Yeah, and I I would like to know what his influences are and where he gets his ideas. Uh, when when something feels natural for him, like what what images does it trigger? Like what what are his frames of reference? So that something seems like, oh, this is totally where I should put this crazy step that other people wouldn't even imagine existed in human possibility. Um, yeah, there were a lot of people who I I would have liked to really sit down with and just get into their heads. Uh, but I'm very grateful for being able to talk to Gary, who did the uh, When We Learn in WWLA uh, when you love someone. Yes, I and love that dance. Yeah, that that one just very moving. Um, feels very good, flowing, you know, flowing wise, just moving the body in space. And then Linda McCormick, I had wanted to talk to since Vegas last year. Yeah. Um, there was like this evening of just rapid fire interviews where I think I got like in one night, like um, I, I was able to interview like Roy Hedisabroto, uh, Guyton, Will Craig, Amy Glass. Um, if that was everybody from that night. Most of the other folks I was able to like really just sit down with. Um, but Linda, I on that night I was just not able to, to make that happen. So uh, it was great to finally you know, talk to her about like 
her influences. And she mentions also, like, Rachel being well, one that, like, when you see her dance, you're like, I want to dance like that. What do I need to do to, to move right? my body like that? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I showed the video uh, to my mom, and I was like, okay, first of all, <laughs> let me explain this. You know that, like, idol you have growing up that you would just, like, die to meet? Yeah, that's the equivalence here. Yeah, like we're 30 plus <laughs> and it's still just like, can I stand near you and just watch the way you like, I don't know, open a door? <laughs> yeah. Right. Peel uh, a banana. Yeah. <laughs> Something simple, mm. mundane. But, uh. Oh, decoration. I, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no you, What were you saying? <laughs> I was going to say, but during the video I was like, I was like, okay. So obviously Chris is an amazing dancer. But I want to be able to dance like her. <laughs> Decorations-wise, um, I'm curious whether any event does, like, the colored lights club effect, or if they're all pretty much just low-light ballrooms, like, the single, not, uh, not, not roving sources of light, um, and whether there's any interest or demand for that sort of thing, uh, besides just people who are used to country bars. Um, it, everything, um, oh, just everything seems so well structured that the only I think there was only one mishap um, the whole time that I'm aware of anyway. And there was one night when the amp blew in the main ballroom. But what ended up happening was there was the main ballroom, and then there was an all request all request room right next door. So did they just move? Or? And yeah, we all just moved in there, and it was late enough in the evening that it wasn't overwhelming. Okay. So. There, in that in that room, there were two floors with a wall removed between them. So it was like one big ballroom, and everybody was dancing to like the same song, but on two different floors. Okay. Um, so you had some of the people who were already in there from earlier in the night, and they just kind of moved over to the far room, or not the far the room, room. The, far, the far floor, right. And then the, the folks who um, migrated over from the main ballroom, a lot of them ended up on the floor that was closest to the main ballroom. Other than that, like, it, it was just, like, a really well-managed operation. We, there was, like, a professional photographer there, uh, the videographer, like I said, Seven Arrow Films, uh, with the live stream. They had shoes, professional dance shoes on sale, which I bought the very first day because I had my boots... And those were, I only bought my boots so that I could wear my boot cut, my long boot cut jeans. And when I found out, oh, these aren't really going to move on this floor, I guess I'll just go to my sneakers. And then my sneakers didn't move on the floor either. Uh, okay, what's the, what's the least expensive shoe that I can get that, like, something that I will want to use everywhere? Right. And I was able to find a really nice pair of suede bottom shoes that didn't look like, you know, I was... I was on Broadway or anything, but just looked like a nice, normal black shoe. Mm -hmm. uh, traveled super smoothly. Uh, I was able, <laughs> I never left the hotel, so I was able to wear them everywhere, just like down the hallway on the carpet, um, up the, the escalator on you know, the smooth, polished tile floors. I never had to worry about like tearing them up or anything. So, question for you. Yes. Did you have to adjust the way you dance at all with the suede? Well, a little bit, not too much. Okay. Because of the way the the floors in there were finished, like 
it was okay so you've got the floor at say Stoney's or the grad and those go well with my street shoes with about the same level of friction as the dance floors here and my suede shoes so okay. it felt very similar I did have that same issue with Showstopper um, as I did at the ranch oh, okay where it was just slightly too slippery to land that first beat on an angle kind of had to be careful with that one uh, but after that point like everything everything else you can safe. adjust pretty quickly too yeah like with with the slightly stickier or higher friction floors or the relationship between the shoes and the floor um, then you can push off a little bit more but there aren't so many dances like that that it like impeded my ability to okay move. Let's see, what other aspects of the event overall have I not covered? What other questions do you have about it? Gosh, I don't even know at the moment. Um, there's, there's just so much. Um, other than just checking in with, obviously, people I haven't seen since L.A., like Jono and Joey and how they are. Um, I don't know, is there any major moments other than the Rachel moments? Um, pretty much any moment involving Rachel was a moment. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I missed Roy so much. Like, having first just seen him in Vegas and not really known much about him then, and then him coming to the workshop at WNY Warehouse earlier this year... There were so many times when I thought, like, oh, he would be so much fun to watch during this dance. Or we we should request this so that at least he and a few other people will know it. And there were some that I really wanted to do, like Electris, we never ended up doing. Forever, okay. we never ended up doing. I Know What You Did Last Summer, didn't do. We did Skinny Love once, which was nice. I think I got that one on camera as well. Nice. Uh, there, were, there were enough of us who knew it. I... On the last night, super, super late at night, we did Sinner. It was just me and and Jono, and he was oh, he was able to follow. He was very, very He's sporty. He's so good at that, though. Yeah, like, he, he was, like, willing to give it a chance because he knew how much I wanted to do it. Yeah. Like, you've seen that video of them all doing it at Festaline in 2015, and that's why I thought more of them would know it. Like, right. you figure they're in the video on stage doing it. But I think so many of them had gone to sleep already that I must have lost track of, like, which ones were still there. Um, I did get to do The Beast with uh, Daniel Trapat, who is... He was in the video of... It looked... I don't even know where they were. It looked almost like a shopping mall or something where it was, like... He was doing yeah, it alone. That... And then that one person comes out and joins him. Yeah, I remember that video. And there's, like, a crowd of people around. And he's doing all these crazy, like, liquid-looking things. So... He was he was present for that as well as a couple of the, the folks from Europe and Jono and myself and that felt like a very com I don't know a completing experience like I, it seemed like it had to happen at least once I was surprised though to find out from the DJs that it's not a dance that more of them know like here in the states I thought it was just everywhere in line dance because that's what I know about line dance um, it's it's more of a Europe thing wow. go figure. Yeah, like it's a big deal for like the UK and yeah, oh, one dance I never heard in the main ballroom, Blackpool by the Sea. So surprised. Like I that was another one where I thought 
oh, because this is like deep in line dance history with how it refers to Line Dancer magazine and the Crystal right. Boot, like all that stuff. I thought this will, yeah, this must be everywhere. This is at every event. And um, yeah, not. it must have just been another kind of Europe specific thing or like Europe heavy, Europe centric. Um, there were some dances played by choreographers who weren't present. Um, like Make It Shake okay. was a, a co co choreography with uh, Darren Bailey. Fred would do it when it was played. I, for having learned it very recently and uh, been able, oh god, I think I did it all the way through with music once or twice before this event. Um, I was able to get, by the end of it, I was able to, to get through it okay. And that was a really fun one to do with Fred right there. Yeah. Um, and, as well as trespassing, which I felt way more comfortable with, of course, because I've been doing that one for months. And, um, yeah, like, knowing that the SoCal people are doing that and just, like, having that on camera to share. I haven't uploaded any of those yet, but, like, with how excited they are right now for trespassing and make it shake, like, I'm glad that, in a way, I was almost able to kind of, like, represent them in being with Fred on that, like... Hopefully I was able to just, like, carry their spirit with me. Like, they were all there with Red. Um, let's see. Uh, Darren Bailey also has Confident. I think, I think it was, at least, it was him, was that him and Andy together? Or was it one of them or the other? I wish I could tell you off the top of my head. I want to say it was both. I really did, I'm not. I feel like that might be accurate. Well, if it was, then uh, we were able to do that on the last night when we were all in the merged ballroom. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else by somebody who was, like, very noticeable. Well, there was, like, some of the classic dances, I suppose, but, like, I'd probably have to look at the list. Uh, mostly, it was big dances from last year, earlier in, in the day. And then, like, as the choreographers started to turn up more and more later in the night... Then they would do the ones that they taught. That Makes way sense. people could do them with them. Uh, they did the choreography competition winning dance on the last night. They did the professional team choreography uh, winning dances also on the last night. That was Palm Palms by the international team and Tonight Again by the uh, by Team USA. Which both looked really fun. Mm-hmm. And I think Team USA might... Oh, actually, no. It would pretty much have to change next year. I was going to say, like, um, the way they were talking during uh, part of the, the whole shebang, it sounded like Team USA got to be Team USA this year because they won last year, and Team International was different this year, but I don't know who it was last year. So now that Team International won, they, those specific three people are going to be back next year to defend their title and okay. Team USA would be a different group and also that totally makes sense with Guyton retiring because he's part of Team USA so I'll be interested to see who represents the team next year yes also they, they at Vegas last year did a sort of Team International Team USA thing uh, on one of the nights without telling any of them uh, that this was going to be a thing that happened they played music for dances that people probably haven't done in many years 
and they tested them to see how many of them on each team knew those dances. Um, having been at Vegas last year and really never hearing about most of those dances that they did at the stage that I was then, um, those plus many of the dances from Chicago I will be reviewing heavily between now and Vegas. Okay. I, I want to be a lot more ready for whatever happens to go up on the floor. Um, and the thing that I was mentioning earlier where I said, oh, I'll tell you later, uh, Jono has described an interest in keeping us sort of co-pushed to to review and like go over things and you know, challenge ourselves between now and, and Vegas. Yay. So yeah, we'll have a whole list. We have lists of everything from the ballroom, the main ballroom in Chicago. Plus we have a lot of the dances, like pretty much all the lobby, the main lobby dances uh, from Vegas last year. And we also have resources like World Line Dance Newsletter, uh, which takes all the, you know, any, any dances that people submit that they've been teaching lately in their own classes, um, you know, we can look at those as well. Cool. So I'm thinking we could do maybe like two a day, which is like very ambitious, but that's I think it's honestly, doable. I think so too. Like, I think it's doable. We just have to find the time in the day to like actually do them. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to, <laughs> especially with that index card from like the Vivian 2 channel. Right. Uh, ones that I wanted to learn. We got through like one of them. And then there were still like pieces and I need to review Carry You Home. And, like, so many dances that I, I was hoping to have done by Chicago. But at least we can aim to have them done by Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we can. And Brenda is going to be there so we can learn more of her stuff. I'm excited. Yeah, I really want to do those with her as well. And, and since there's no there's no social between now and Vegas, like that'll probably be the first time that we get to dance with her again. So, um, yeah, we'll be like... There is their little Halloween celebration thing, though. Oh, I'll have to look into that. I don't I don't know what that refers to. Yeah. And I guess there's um, Hot Monk. Yes. Technically. Yeah, we, we have that as well. Wait. So that'll be good. So tell me about your choreography. Uh, yes, I was going to ask. I forgot. I forgot that that happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, one super embarrassing thing that happened was there was a meeting. There was a meeting at 1030 in the morning that I was unconscious during because I stayed up too late every single night doing dances in the main ballroom. And um, yeah, there was, I guess, some kind of I don't know, just like prep time for people to get them last minute updates like that we were going down to 20 minutes from 30 minute teaches I'm lucky that everybody breezed through uh, my lesson so quickly so I didn't go overtime but yeah I woke up way too late that day um, yeah and I think I was still in the room for it was either Funk and Feel It or Do Something Crazy. I don't know. It was one lesson or another that I was like really... I wanted to stay in the room for what I was doing. Uh, instead of going to... Look, they were running early. And um, I guess Jono went up a little bit earlier than expected for Batman. But I stayed in the room where I was uh, doing the thing that I was doing. Uh, it must have been one like... It must have been like a pretty important one to me or something yeah. uh, for me to miss like part of Jono's, but I really wanted to be there for his whole experience. I was able to get there after Jono's for 
Daniels, and uh, I I didn't do the lesson because I, I really wasn't like I said I missed the meeting. I was not entirely certain who was allowed to take the lesson. I thought maybe it was just judges who were supposed to be doing it with the dancer, um, and then later on I found out that like anyone is welcome to to participate as long as there's room on the floor for the judges yeah for mine I set up the GoPro and I think that is one of the that what day was that it must have been on Friday it must have been on Friday because that is I think the first video that I took with the GoPro was of my teach so I have the whole teach and and the um, the go through afterwards on on camera. So, yeah, if you're curious at all about how it went specifically, like, we can look at the whole thing in 4K. Um, how did it feel? How fast. I, I really, what it was, it was very difficult to gauge how quickly the whole thing was going. Like, I did the demo of it, and there were comments from the judges, some, some of the comments uh, about how energetic it seemed and possible concern about whether there was another version that had like less of the bouncing and whatnot in it. Um, so that was one thing that uh, you know, immediately made me think, oh shoot, like maybe I should have like put more in the step sheet about like, you can do this if you don't want to do this. A variation. Um, yeah. Um, so that, that had me a little, I wouldn't say rattled, but just like it, it had me very alert at the start of the teach. Um, they were, when I, I mean, I was trying to think about it as like a normal lesson, like not a competition whatsoever, but just like if I were teaching anybody any dance, yeah. how would I do it? But because they're all experienced line dancers, I didn't have to go over everything like three times. We were able to move things through things very quickly. And because we got through everything so quickly, I thought, oh, okay, so during the during the go-through when everybody's doing it to music, like, they'll all just have it. And when I looked at the recording later, it looked like there was still some confusion for some parts. So then I felt like, oh, man, like, I should have... I should have actually gone over parts of it more thoroughly or, I've, I don't know, like, explain things in different ways. Um, and they also... I wasn't, again, I wasn't super, like, confident about, like, knowing how the structure of each thing was supposed to go. Um, they, and this did happen, I guess, during the previous ones as well, where, like, people would tr gradually drop out as the dance was going on to music. I wasn't sure what that meant, so I thought maybe they didn't, I thought, like, if they just like the dance and they enjoy doing the dance, like, maybe they'll just, like, choose to you know, keep doing it because they yeah. like the feeling of it in their body. And when they were one by one, I, you know, just kind of doing it and be like, okay. And then they would go off to the side. I didn't really know what that meant. So I thought maybe they didn't like it. And that was a little, I just tried to kind of stay in my zone. You know, like I love this dance, love this music. So excited that Colleen's music is getting out to other people. Yeah. So, and also bless Jono's heart. Like he stuck with me for the whole the whole demo Aww. of it and I'm pretty sure Daniel was one of the people as well um, who just did it and I just love them so much for, for doing that so it wasn't just me uh, by the end of the, the full run through of it 
all it was, as it turns out, is the judges at the end are supposed to score it and then put comments. And then the next person comes up. Okay. So I think they were just allowing as much time as they could to to write at length about what they thought they liked and what could use improvement or like what okay. could use revision or additional thought. So you got good notes? Very useful notes, yes. Well, yeah. Mostly, um, it was a general sense of the mainstream, like not every person is going to probably look at this and think I can do that, but great energy. Okay. So I'm happy with that. Like, I don't feel like I need to enter this in Vegas as one of my competition dances there. I'm kind of happy with the moment in time that it had at Chicago. Okay. And I will keep the comments about this in mind for whatever I create in the future. But honestly, just as a dance on its own, even with the parts of it that I think, oh, if I had done this differently, maybe it would feel different at this point in the dance. I just... It's like when your puppy has one ear that goes up higher than the other. Like, you, you love it the way it is. <laughs> so I don't feel like it's that important for me to keep tweaking this to the point where it's like the perfect dance I'm, I'm happy just to move on to you know another one of the many songs on my wish list and yes. and create something new for that with the, the comments in mind of like balancing energy with accessibility that makes sense overall it was a great learning experience and that I think that, that is uh, more important you know, placement I really honestly cannot think of, like, if I had to think of, like, a favorite or best part of the whole experience, it all just feels like one big favorite. Like, there wasn't enough of a high-low for me to say, like, this was a low part and I wish this hadn't happened, or this was the best and nothing else compares to it, like, because... As we mentioned, like there were so many of those Rachel moments specifically where it was like, wow, I get to dance with her. Wow, I get to demo with her. I get to sit and talk to her about <laughs> anything I want for 40 minutes. Like everything just, and then like staying up all night with people that are just as passionate. I'm so glad you said passionate and not what I was saying, which was as crazy because I'm trying to get out of that habit. We're not crazy. We are just passionate. Like, 6.30 a.m., there were still people out there, stubborn people, who just wanted to be there dancing as much as they possibly could. I, with Jono out in the hallway toward the end, I was trying to remember Badman, and we went through it. We would go through it all the way, and my brain was so shot. Oh, I bet. With all that I, dancing, with all the lessons, with yeah. all the everything. Like, we just did some sequences. Like, we would do the sequence and be like, okay, okay, I think I got it. And then we would, and this is without any alcohol. <laughs> like, I I would then be like, all right, let's take it from the top. So, kick and step, and And then my mind, there. it wasn't even like I would get distracted by something. There would just be nothing. Yeah. It's like standing in the desert. Yeah, I've had, yeah. I've had a couple of those lessons been like, huh? Yeah. Wait, what? Like there was no next word or phrase or step. 
I was just kind of like dead on my feet. And he wanted me to do Mama's Broken Heart, or guys, just, you know, Broken Heart. Oh. Um, he, he kept trying to get Jill to, the, Jill was the DJ by the end of the night. Like, they were all, it, it changed from person to person. And he wanted her to play it so that um, people could see it. And I was like, nah, I don't want to draw focus. Like, this is their night too. I don't want to be the only person doing it. I would have been okay with it if somebody else were there to do it with me. But, um, but yeah, like, I think I might have been able to survive it only by muscle memory and even then like I was say, I was telling him like okay I might be okay with doing it at the very end of the night if no one else is dancing and if they just need like to put on a song I'll, I'll maybe do it then so by the end of the night I was thinking okay like I'll, I'll, do, I'll go through it a couple times just see if I can do this all the way through and that dance how many times have I done that dance how many times right. have I done that dance distracted even and there were parts where I'm like Okay, so step left is that you know that that part where you like slide together? Oh yeah. And you go over your right shoulder to do like the right, left, right, left, right, left, and the step turns, the step turns, the heels. I was doing my my quick run through, and I did slide together, and again, dead on my feet. Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I just stay on this wall? No, I don't stay on this wall. I know that much. I turn somewhere. Neither of these feels more natural <laughs> than the other. So that's what happens. That, that's what happens at you know, 6.15 going on 6.30 in the morning. Uh, but yeah, like so many of those those moments over the course of the event, I, I definitely made a point whenever I could to just soak it in. When it was dances that I didn't know, but that were just like beautiful to watch I I was very happy that for parts of the night like my the Wi-Fi was not working for my phone and I wasn't trying to update you know yeah. keep, keep a constant feed going seeing what other people were up to I was present as much as I could, could possibly be I was really hoping dancing, you, you know, would dancing. be mm-hmm. yeah because I knew like there's that sense that at first, like, first day, first few dances, everything's like, oh my goodness, like, everywhere I look, it's like this person I've seen on a video, or like, you know, has this number one copper knob dance, and then, after a while, it becomes a little bit more normal, you start seeing them around more, but I didn't want to lose that sense of, this might be normal now, this might be normal for, like, the next couple days, but after that, it's not normal. yeah, we're not all going to be in the same room doing this dance together, Again, you know, for Vegas, I know a lot of them are not going to... Like, there's some that, that I would hope would be there, and they're not going to be there. And I don't know when, like, the next time will be that everyone is... Like, for that particular combination, that's probably just not going to happen again. Because yeah. you've already got Guyton retiring. And then, you know, who knows what's going to happen with people's schedules when things are happening in Europe. Or, you know, maybe people can't travel because somebody's relative has a health issue. Like, I just wanted to be there in this like can't cross the same river twice sort of experience you know, just yeah. know that that was rare and and not let it pass by for granted and I think kind of having that practice almost um, here I, I will know how to take that to Vegas with Vegas I was still concerned about 
well, partly I just didn't know most of the dances, so there wasn't much for me to do during open dance. I would request things from Stonies and, like, not know, oh, whoops, this is a Sacramento-specific dance. Right. Like, nobody else knows this anywhere. Um, and, you know, naively, I would just think, like, oh, well, you know, maybe they'll play it anyway, because, I don't somebody know, maybe somebody will know. Yeah, like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> uh, like Louis said last year, you know, he doesn't know it. It doesn't exist, like, at these events. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, last year in Vegas, what else was there to do besides maybe you know, socialize a little and do the dances I knew and do interviews? This time, like I said, you know, however long ago it was, I said this you know, as we've been chatting, I didn't think about interviews mostly. I, get, I, I was not thinking about things to get done or things to prepare for you know, later things like releasing a, a new episode. Yes, it would have been amazing to like have an interview with everybody and learn about all their, you know, backgrounds and whatnot. But equally amazing, I just got to like sit with them while they were being themselves yeah. on the dance floor. Like they would go do some like sexy back or or um, you know one of I'm trying to think. Oh, oh, pump it came up. That was interesting. I'll, get to that anyway um, these dances that like they know or that they've been doing for years and they can put variations on they can put flair on and then they can just come back and chat with everybody as normal people because they're all in this choreography world together they go to the same events yeah and they don't have to be like in front of the class you know being their stoic self you know professional with a light sense of humor like they can just let loose and being welcomed and invited into that that just seating area <laughs> you know like there were there were times when Jose uh, Jose Miguel Deloc um, I want to say Vain or I'm not really sure how to pronounce his V-A-N-E his, his very last name because uh, he's got like four names uh, he's one of the, the two people who did so just dance 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 okay and he during let's get it started slash a short bus ride um, he was recording or like maybe video chatting, FaceTiming somebody, and he, like, he was doing, like, kind of selfie mode, but he was rotating it to, like, include me in his FaceTime time <laughs> and his, his experience with that, and I thought, like, again, like, who the heck am I? And he's just, we're all, oh, just, like, equals and, like, normal people and, like, dancers, and it was, it was, we're at home. yeah. Yeah, it was like one big international family, and it happened so quickly. Like, I don't even, I don't, I don't think I, I was even in one of his classes, his specific classes, during the event. But you know, there, I have all these small experiences with everybody, like um, with. Uh, Daniel, he borrowed my hat during the show because he needed a cowboy hat for the strip show. And uh, Jonas, or Jonas, he was t uh, telling me about partner dancing and how, you know, with ac with, with push-pull in partner dancing, he described it as, like, action-reaction and uh, how when you're able to do that in partner dancing, you can do that in other movement parts of your life. And, of course, with Rachel, you know, the interview, uh, Gary and Linda interview, um, Joe, I was able to thank her for writing up her choreography tips in Line Dancer Magazine. 
uh, Guyton. I was able to do do something crazy. And even just this simple moment where, like, during Do Something Crazy on Saturday night, he did the overhead thing with the towel and his glasses came off. And I was able to pick them up for him and put them in my pocket. And just knowing that I had, like, this half a second, like, this... Just that I was able to help him in some way. Like... Uh, just have, yeah, like there were little things like that just sprinkled all over this whole event, and I wish I could just live on a giant plane with them on the way to everywhere, and then go to hotels and dance and learn new things and choreograph things and just oh just. Anyway, we're, we're like feet away from the entrance of the Davis grad right now. Uh, do you have any, any final thoughts or, or questions uh, regarding the no, experience just, that was Windy City? Line I'm just glad it was what it was for you. As am I. It makes me happy. Yeah. yeah. The sooner I can get to another one of these types of events, the better. And I'm very happy that I will have you at the next one uh, in Vegas. Yes. All right, well, time to get inside. And dance. And dance. All right, thank you for whoever has listened this long. (laughs) And uh, we'll get back to you in the next one.